This is kind of a big deal. I mean, we're talking about the fact that for a second consecutive Easter, there are going to be Catholics around the world that are totally without Mass. There's a lockdown. It's happening in parts of Europe. I'm going to go into some of the details about that. Why is nobody else talking about it, though? This is what frustrates me, ladies and gentlemen. Mike here with Restoring the Faith. Uh, haven't seen you guys in a while. I've been running around doing things uh, across the country. I saw some friends up in northern Idaho. You guys probably saw the pictures for that and went to a FSSP uh, diaconate ordination in the middle of the country as well. But nobody so far, nobody is talking about the fact that there are Christians, Catholics, who are going without the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the highest feast day of the year, Easter. Let's talk about it. Okay, so you can see pulled up beside me. Uh, I had a friend inform. I, this is this is how bad it is that, that nobody's talking about this stuff. I didn't even know that this was happening, and I've kind of been disengaged from news as much as possible during Lent. And I had a friend this morning text me this news story, and it's already three days old. Three days ago, ladies and gentlemen, this has been announced that Europe is going back into another lockdown, COVID nineteen eighty four lockdown. And um, what's so remarkable about it is, you know, you're looking at multiple countries that are going to be involved in this lockdown. Uh, they're calling it the, they're rightfully calling it the third lockdown. It's lockdown 3.0. Uh, I'm going to read you just the highlights from this Business Insider article. Photos show what Europe's third COVID-19 wave looks like as hospitalizations mount and Italy enters another lockdown. Italy, Italy's locking down, ladies and gentlemen. The Vatican is not going to have mass. I mean, according to this, right? No Easter? Germany, Italy, and other countries, quote, in Europe enforced new lockdown measures as COVID-19 cases rise. Cases rise. It's all about the cases, right? Test more, you get more cases, and so they tell us. Infectious disease expert Lothar Wheeler said that the third COVID-19 wave in Germany had already begun. Now, look, here's the thing. And, and I, I have been called extreme names, okay? People have tried to dox me on Twitter. People have gone after me. They said I'm a fanatical. They say that I'm hysterical. They say that I'm a conspiracy theorist. I was the first one to tell you we were going to have a second lockdown. Nobody else told you that. I told you that back in August, last August. I was the lone voice in the desert on that one, really. I mean, Steve Cunningham at Census Fidelium and I were really the only ones talking about the fact that this scandemic is, is spreading. Now, what, what are we seeing now, ladies and gentlemen? We're seeing that, again, another Easter. And look at the timing of this. I mean, at the end of next week, we're headed into Passion Tide. At the end of next week, we are, so, we, are, we are headed into the two most important weeks in the entire liturgical year. And, um, and just conveniently, Italy is going to lock down. Germany is going to lock down. The UK is already in lockdown. I mean, I, I actually would, wanted to run the math on this and see how many souls in the world are in lockdown right now. 
And I suspect that the total number of people living underneath Fauciist and Covidian uh, hysteria and totalitarianism are probably larger than the total number of people who were alive on the planet before a certain year, right? And so then I thought, oh, I, I wonder if I could figure out what year that was because the global population rises and, and so you can just kind of regress back to what year. It turns out that there are more people locked down right now on the planet than the total number that w of people who were alive walking around living and breathing since World War II. Since World War II, ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Um, that's a staggering statistic, but here's some happy news for you. I want to do give you uh, some happy news because this will be a pretty short video today. I just wanted to warn you that the lockdowns are coming and, you know, the United States is probably going to follow suit uh, based on what Europe does. But you can see beside me here, I've got the liturgical year set. So today I just figured out who who the winner is. I used a random number generator. I put everyone into the uh, spreadsheet according to when they entered to win the giveaway. And I will be announcing who that winner is in a separate video. It's about a minute long thing. It's already recorded. Um, I've, I've reached out to the person who won and I asked her if it was okay that I announced her name and where she lives because I already pre-recorded it that way. So I hope she says yes. Uh, but this set of the liturgical year is going out in the mail on Saturday so that it arrives before Passion Tide, so that the lucky winning family... Uh, should I preview you? Okay, they're in the mountain time zone, the winners are. So I'm really excited to get this thing out so that they have it for their family um, for, uh, for, well, for generations to come. And I, I really, uh, I want to thank uh, Loretto Press for giving me a discounted rate on purchasing these so that I could give them away. Um, so um, it was, it was, they didn't have to do that, um, but they did. They did do it. Um, the only piece of advice I can give you, and I can see the live chat uh, as well, um, and there, and uh, you guys are irate about it, ladies and gentlemen. The remnant's not talking about this. Um, I haven't seen any of the large, you know, YouTubers or Twitter people talking about this. Uh, I haven't seen the normie Catholics talking about this or the John Paul II Catholics talking about this. And I really just, I, I, I don't have a long presentation here to present to you. What, but what I have to to offer you is number one, sort of my disdain and surprise and disgust at the fact that we're still even considering the idea of lockdowns. Uh, here we are. It's, I mean, it's, it's March of 2021. They told us that this would all be behind us. And yet there are so many people who are watching this right now, especially in the Anglo sphere who are living in tyranny. I've got a lot of people in Ireland and in the United Kingdom who message me all the time telling me how, awful their lives are, how they're not even allowed to go to mass. They can't even get to the grocery store if it's outside of a certain number of kilometers. Um, and then they're not even allowed to buy the things that they actually think that they need for their life. Um, and we have ceded all of this freedom and, 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 and it's, and it continues, it continues. And so I guess for all the RTF haters out there and, and for all the people who have said that you know, RTF is hysterical because we say that, you know, the lockdowns really have nothing to do with this virus. They have everything to do with totalitarian control. Um, 
and that's not and, and that's that's more than authoritarian control because the difference between totalitarianism and authoritarian authoritarianism is really the authoritarian is content for you to behave a certain way uh, the totalitarian wants you to think a certain way it's about it's about uh, co-opting your entire person your entire will um, it's it's it it is exactly like what is written about in some of the dystopian novels uh, from a generation ago, in which things like wrong think were invent you know invented and foretold, and now here we're living through that. I can see at least one person in the chat right now who is from Ireland, and he's saying, "Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he hasn't had mass since Saint Stephen's Day." I mean, think about that. The feast of Stephen is. December 26th. Here we are three months later. And this poor soul, a good uh, supporter of RTF and, a, and one of the top fans, top commenter, is go, goes three months without mass. So it's easy for us in the United States, especially if you're not on the elite coastal regions, uh, if you're, if you're, especially if you're like in the central time zone, but if you're just kind of in inland a little bit it's easy for us to forget that there are so many souls around the world that are laboring under the tyranny of lockdown 2.0 but now we see lockdown 3.0 on the way and um why wouldn't the usurper in chief uh fake catholic joe biden why wouldn't he get on the the train why wouldn't he look to europe and say oh they're getting away with it nobody is pushing back they're able to continue this dystopian tyranny. Why wouldn't we do that here? So um, I guess my my only recommendation to you would be to continue doing the things that you have always had to do during this uh, this COVID nineteen eighty four hysteria. Number one, prepare for lockdowns. Always assume that that rolling lockdowns are just going to be a way of life. And I've been saying that for a long time. If people say, oh, no, there's a, the, the, the normal will return. I, I, I admire that people have hope for a return to normalcy. And hope is a theological virtue insofar as you hope that salvation is something that can be attained for your soul. But hope for something irrational, like the fact that our 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 communist government will just wake up one day and stop being communist um that's that's not re i mean that's that's not rational and it's not a the it's not the theological version of hope and uh and i think it's misplaced so i think the first thing we have to do is prepare for rolling lockdowns prepare for them the second thing we need to do is well, i mean uh, is is obviously um make friends with all the priests that you can make friends with and at this point do you care which clan they're in? Do you care if they're in this clan or the other clan? Make friends with all of them because at the end of the day, tradition will only survive, I think, underground. I think that's ultimately where we're going. I think that's where they want to push us. Why else would you say? Look at, look at what happened in, in, in the Vatican just yesterday. So two days ago, three days ago, they announced that there's going to be lockdowns. Italy is going into lockdown. Germany is going into lockdown. The UK is already there. Ireland's already there. Other parts of Europe are already there. Brand new measures are announced. Lockdown 3.0 is announced. So what, is, what does the Vatican do? They immediately send out this statement that sounds orthodox and affirms, you know, the perennial teaching on marriage. 
It's to get you fired up and spun into a tizzy. It's to get you thinking about, oh, yes, no, that's that. it's a shiny object over here, right? It gives the German church perfect permission to continue their apostasy, their schism. And the German church is in schism. There's no other way to describe it. There were 300 signers who were priests to a letter saying that we don't support traditional marriage. I mean, come on. Like, when are these people going to be suppressed? When are these people going to be um uh, you know, disciplined canonically or juridically. And, um, and so this controlled chaos that is being engineered, constantly engineered by the, by the, um, the, the timing of releasing of, of white hot information out of the Vatican, it's all meant to distract us. It's all meant to get us worried. It's all meant to put us into a tizzy. So even on Drudge Report, breaking news, the Vatican affirms its perennial opinion about a thing that it, it really can't has no authority to change or opine on re- regardless. You know, it's like the, the U.S. Supreme Court th- appropriates to itself supposedly the authority to redefine the definition of marriage. And, um, of course, this is something that can't even be done. It's like, it's like if the Supreme Court decided that we now have the authority to change the laws of gravity or electromagnetism or, or, uh, or what have you. I mean, like the physical universe, the objective universe, the objective reality that we live in, the court can't change it and the church can't change it, you know? Um, so that's, that's just that. But there's this, there's this controlled chaos that they're making us live through so that you're not thinking about lockdown, so that you're, you're, you're ticked off about this other thing. It's a shiny object. It's a diversion tactic. And they constantly do it. Um, so that's point two. Point number three is to prepare your soul for death because we need to always do that. And, um, and the truth is, is that the, the, that's a very personal thing. We need to be praying our rosaries. We need to develop calluses on our knees, as Steve Cunningham always says at Census Fidelium. We need to take seriously our preparation for death. We need to, uh, and, and part of that, part of preparation for death, of a deliberate preparation for death, is true Christian detachment. Christian detachment from things. Because if you, if you go into death and you're not detached from things, if you are attached, not detached, if you are attached to things in this world, your friendships, your relationships, your stuff, your goods, your car, your job, your, um, your provisions, whatever, um, that's not going to be a good situation for you. That's, uh, that's not going to be a good situation for any of us. So I need to prepare for death. You need to prepare for death. We all do. Um, so this is a spiritual battle, uh, first and foremost. No amount of campaigning, no amount of voting, no amount of um, you know, running political campaigns and petitioning and, and, and all that is, is going to change the reality of the fact that we live at a time in history in which the, 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 the one thing that we need— the church. We need the church to stand up against the global tyranny that we're all witnessing. The one thing that we need from the church, she will not give us. She is not going to give it to us, ladies and gentlemen. The church is not going to push back against the lockdowns. The church is not going to resist. The church is not going to speak out against them. The church can't even hold it together in terms of speaking out against disordered marriage. Okay, and half of the European church, especially in the German-speaking world, are already in schism. They're openly in schism. They just haven't been pronounced as such by a competent authority. But you and I know that they're not Catholic. They just don't believe in the Catholic faith. There's one diocese 
or archdiocese in Germany, in which their their new plan is to collapse down. 91% of their parishes are about to close. 91. This is in Stuttgart, Germany. So, so 91% of their parishes are going to close, and they're going to collapse down to one or two or three super parishes with like 10 priests in them. They're just all. They're just going to collapse everyone down into a mega church. They're going to create a couple mega churches and close all, close down and sell all of the beautiful chapels, churches, parishes, statues. Think about all the all the patrimony of of this part of Germany that will be gone. It will be gone. Um, so that's their plan. That's the German plan. And uh, you know, look the 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 truth is, ladies and gentlemen, is that. Um, we kind of we're, we're kind of in this alone, so this is why I go back to kind of point number one and two: make friends with all the priests that you can, um, acquire all the things that you need for home mass, make serious preparations to go underground, um, have uh, encrypted means of communication with people that you trust at your parishes, uh, reach across the aisle across all the clans because at this point these distinctions. Uh, these distinctions are not as relevant as uh, preserving tradition, okay? And, you know, I think there are some people who like to say and banter about this phrase of unite the clans, unite the clans, um, and the people who say this don't actually believe it because they, they actually don't do anything to unite the clans other than just, you know, kind of say the phrase. What we need to be doing in our communities, what we need to be doing together is truly uniting the clans, Create a create an encrypted group text with all the men from all the parishes in your local area. If it's Society of St. Pius X, if it's Institute of Christ the King, if it's Fraternity of St. Peter, if it's any of the other orders, you know, the, or St. John Cantius up in Chicago or, or uh, Missionaries of St. John the Baptist in northern Kentucky, if it's a diocesan indult mass, um, everyone needs to be getting together and knowing each other and knowing who each other is. Um, because we're 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 headed for a place where I think um, that we're going to need to have more of a localized Catholic economy for all kinds of things, not only for basic necessities, but for but for but for spiritual necessities as well. So, a um, couple books that I can recommend. I would recommend picking up the book. Uh, it's called uh, the uh, the Catholic Mass dogmatically and aesthetically explained. It's by Nicholas Gear. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I think it's G I H R. It's it's a it's a European last name, Gear or Gear Gear, something like that. Um, it's a it's a textbook. But what you can use this textbook for is figuring out, okay, if I'm gonna build an altar, let's say, and I'm gonna put it in my basement or my home chapel, what are the dimensions of the altar? What are, how many steps uh, do I need coming up to the altar? What's the height that it needs to be? What's the deal with flowers? When can I have them? When can I not have them? Why should I have them? What do they represent on the altar? So how, why are there three altar cloths? Why are they made of linen? And what's the proper material for making an altar? Um, so this is, uh, this is something that I, I think people need to, need to invest in because the cathedrals of the future are going to be altar stones that are in a suitcase that are that are travelable uh, because that's just that's just the way of the world. And if you're in Ireland and if you're in the Anglosphere and you're locked down and they're threatening to put people into COVID camps even now in in 
in March of 2021. Um, you, you're you're ahead of the game. You've you've done this. This is part of your patrimony too. You got you guys led the way. You've done this uh, during the Reformation. You know, dust off that playbook and teach us Americans how to do it because we Americans have have never really been persecuted the way you have. And uh, and I think it's a wise thing to to prepare for it. Look. Somebody told me something last night, actually. I thought this was a really great, uh, great way to phrase it. And, um, and then I'll, I'll end with this. I would rather be five years too early than five minutes too late. And I think that that is, that is something that we can all take to heart. I would rather be five years too early than five minutes too late. So God bless you. And uh, pray, pray, pray. Pray for the church. Pray for the Pope. Uh, pray that tradition can survive this onslaught because I'm telling you, Samarum Pontificum is on its it's on its way out, and we don't know what's going to happen after that. I think there's going to be a a serious suppression of the so-called licit orders and the time for choosing, especially for the poor priests who are going to be caught up in all of this. The time for choosing for them is coming, and I think a lot of them know it, and some of them don't. Um. But it's on the it's on the way, and so this is why you need to know as many of them as possible because some of them are going to choose correctly, and some of them, unfortunately, just like during the first and second lockdowns, are going to choose incorrectly. God love you, and let's be uh, look. Let's be early. I'd rather be early than late. God bless you guys. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Like and share the video, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.